time to rejoin the conversation. thinking about the people who've been game changers in uh, in in particularly in kind of the black American history landscape but not just um, not just American but uh, but definitely my thoughts started there so um, we just wanted to do a salute to the game changers that They've done something or been the first at something, and it has changed the way that we do or view that thing forever. Um, go ahead. You know, I think you have to start from one of the earliest in American history, and that would be Frederick Douglass. Absolutely. You know, Frederick Douglass was an amazing human being. Was. You know, he, he, as an orator, mm-hmm. he was extremely intelligent. Became a statesman. Yeah. Yeah. He he, you know, argued against anti-slavery, of course, because he came from the slaves. But at the same time, he was willing to say, "I will talk with the slave owners, because if if basically if we can change them, you know, they have. I'm I'm not going to hold against anybody if I think I can make them better by dialogue." Yeah. You know, he. If you look at you look him up sometimes, and I challenge people on podcasts to look up and read about Frederick Douglass, an amazing human being, a truly amazing human being, and probably one of the better statesmen we ever had. Well, actually, I got a quote here. Okay. Uh, on dialogue with slave owners, which he's often criticized for, I would unite with anybody to do right, and with nobody to do wrong. That's a good. That's a that, good thing for all people to remember. That's a good quote. That's a good quote. What are you thinking, Adrian? Uh, definitely some of the, the names that are listed here for sure, and so many different for so many different reasons. Uh, I have to add a female: uh, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, Absolutely. Coretta Scott. Absolutely. I mean, very strong, very willing to to be a part of each movement that they were a part of in their respective times. So, um, definitely them. Modern day, um, Michelle, Barack, I mean, just constant game changes with, oh, yeah. with, with the things that they move. And it showed us a lot of, a lot of different, I, I think it gave a modern motivation when, yeah, when, when they came to the plate and they became a lot more mainstream. Absolutely. <clears throat> to see a president and a first lady to be on, you know, nighttime television, daytime talk shows, to be very open, open the White House to the I was going to say Oprah Winfrey. Her too. Unbelievable what her she's too. done. Yeah. You know, from her acting on to building a billion-dollar em- enterprise. Yeah, her own network. I mean, I'll never forget her in the color purple. I mean, that was that woman could really act. That was a strong performance. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi and uh, her together on that were just she, phenomenal. She doesn't have that mainstream, you know, uh, superficial look to her, but she 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 just had a, a knack of just wanting to press forward and be a comedian and change the game. With with, uh, with that area, so absolutely. You know, she um, when she started acting, she took a lot of um, roles that were meant for men. Yeah, I know. So, like, yeah, our first two or three movies. Well, Jumpin' Jack Flash was 
the character she played was written for a man. Mm -hmm. And she went in and said, no, I'm going to play this character. Well, well, Whoopi. Yeah. Yeah. Whoopi played Jumpin' Jack. Mm -hmm. I thought you said over and I said, (laughs) Okay, I got it. I'm deaf, you know that. What are you thinking, Bray Max? Honestly, I was thinking uh, Obama. I mean, of course, like you said, everyone on this list definitely in their own ways. And, um, but, you know, living through it, I think as we move forward through time, it's becoming more and more evident the kind of impact that he had, him and his whole family. Um, oh, my gosh. What is the um, girl's name that's on um, Blackish? The oldest uh, daughter? Uh, can I remember? But she is amazing. The stuff that she's mm-hmm. doing right now. Yeah, and she really is that age. She really is like yeah. just going into college. Going into college. Yeah. yeah. And and coming up on her first time being able to vote and getting out there and being a social, political, just public leader of young African American people and she's she's very well spoken. Um, she's going to Harvard, and her one of her intro letters was written by Michelle Obama. Um, Obama. That's awesome. <laughs> With the uh, there's one kid, uh, younger, in his twenties, a little weird sometimes, but kid is Bra- Jaden Smith. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Brave. I mean, just super brave, super and super smart, crazy smart, <coughs> uh, very eclectic, for sure. Oh man. <laughs> but. What about uh, somebody like Condoleezza Rice? Yeah, absolutely. You know, she doesn't get talked about a lot because she has a little bit different political view than a lot of people. Yeah, but definitely a game changer. But become Secretary of State. Absolutely. And and the way she handles herself and her her piano abilities, the fact that she's in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And also, you realize now she is a member at Augusta National. What's, what do you mean she's in the NFL? Condoleezza Rice is, a, is is first black woman member at Augusta National Country Club. You're right. You're right. But think of barriers. She, think is, all the barriers she's she crossed. Is she part of an ownership? Um, she's trying to, I think, get in, in that. In the NFL? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. She's trying. It's, it's like, quiet. Wait, like, I just caught that myself. I was like, wait a minute. Is the, she part of an ownership? She's guy? keeping it quiet. Keeping it very quiet. Uh-huh. And we can go on. Colin Powell. Who's oh, very, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's some... And then Clarence Thomas and Thurgood Marshall as, as being, you know, justices. And there's there's some amazing, amazing people that have come a long way. You look at Ben Carson, you know, coming from where he came from. I'm not looking at Ben. <laughs> I know you're not going to like Ben, but you have, well, but but you have to looking, admit his accomplishments. I'm not looking at Clarence Thomas either. I, like, I can't yeah. stand him. I can't stand Ben Carson. But you have, to, you have to admit their accomplishments from where they came from to where they've risen to are good. Now, I, what I will say as far as... Uh, Whether you like him or not, it doesn't as, matter. As it's far accomplishment. As, as far as, uh, as a surgeon... After uh, he, he's done some amazing things and definitely was a game changer in that field. Uh, I think he should have stayed out of politics, but that's a whole other story. Uh, anyway, because once again, this was not supposed to be a political show. Right, this right, was but... supposed to be giving some homage. So we're going to move forward. Uh, and were you, were you done with some of the names you were throwing out? Yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah, Such a broad topic. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what we just like I said. Just give us some love and some homage to uh, so, to some people that have changed their respective games. You know? Do Do you feel like 
just in the urban community mm -hmm. that there's enough focus on contributions. I mean, modern day, of course, Michelle Barack, that's that's a name that comes up pretty frequently. Uh, Oprah comes up pretty frequently. Right. But is there enough, do we pay enough homage to the past, the present, and the future? Well, to tell you the truth, um, I don't think we do. You know, I think, um, you know, you've got the big names. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got, you know, the Martin Luther Kings, uh, if you're a little bit more militant, maybe Malcolm X. Sure. Um, you know, there's there's a handful of names that get, that kind of get homage all the time. But, you know, I was having a conversation kind of getting to, uh, to back to, to Black Panther, the yeah. movie. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, you know, I think the thing that bothers me is that people feel like they need any movie or television representation to feel a certain level of pride. Right. And, uh, but I think part, part of the reason is that there isn't enough celebration of accomplishments. I mean, there have been some amazing, and, and there have also been some accomplishments that have, you know, been frankly been whitewashed over the years. I mean, like, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, uh, some of the stuff we contribute to, you know, one inventor actually was invented by an African-American inventor that doesn't really get any shine for it, uh, for whatever reason or another. You know, and and like I said, and, and definitely not to get uh, kind of you know political about it, but I think that you know since you asked the question, I think that is you know is a real problem. You know that because I think if we saw if we saw what we what we've done and celebrated the things that we've done, you know, you know we we, we you know we wouldn't be you know kind of going kind of crazy on the internet talking about, you know, what we need, what what people should be doing. Right. Because not not that we don't need or deserve, you know, fair treatment or equality or whatever, but at the same time, you know, I think you've kind of already lost the race if you needed Black Panther to then feel good about yourself. True. You know, so like that—that's that's a problem to, to to me. Well, I haven't seen Black Panther, but I have read about it. Yeah. And one of the things that that uh, I think Jackie can probably back it up. She's seen it. Is that they also gave strength to the woman in the, in the, in that movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. That there were many was, there strong were... women, and and I think that's just as important that you well, show you show the strength of the of the woman, especially in the African American community. I mean, you don't diss on Mama. Right. Well, it was. It, was it wasn't even that. I mean, it was. But um, it's. But they're showing. They're shown as yeah. people of strength. And well, power. they are. Um, yeah, because like his entire guard is women. Yeah. And, the, yeah. The Dora Milaje, they call yeah. them, and they're. I mean, they're, the his entire is force is women. The I, smartest person in their. Uh, yeah. yeah. It looked like the visual. Was was beautiful on it. Was the cinema? Oh, the cinema photography was was excellent oh, it's on it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> just that movie is just. Gorgeous. The, the, the trailers I've seen oh, on it. That's yeah, one of the things. I like great. a movie that's visually beautiful to me too. Yeah, I want the story, but I want to see a movie that's visually beautiful also. We were reading, um, <coughs> or I was reading to Mario this one 
um, journalist, well, writer, I don't know if he was a journalist, he wrote this article, and he, it was an African-American man, but he was talking about how he didn't, he didn't think it was the right story for um, American black men. Um, that, that even in that movie, they were portrayed bad. And I'm just like, I think you missed the point of the movie. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen do. it, but... Well, you'd have to watch it. And the article, I mean, it really was obvious that he he went and saw this movie, but he hadn't seen any of the other Marvel movies to understand. Yeah, where, you know, where, where it actually was in that time. Like, like, you can't take this movie in and of itself and think you understand it completely if you haven't seen the other pieces of Marvel. So it, um, but... I mean, honestly, it was a great movie. Mario, at the end of it, was on this side telling me, I don't think a lot of, not not all of the references are going, people are going to understand all the references if you're not African-American. True. And on the other side of me, this African-American couple, the guy was telling her the same thing, and I'm like, I'm literally hearing it. But it was, I mean, yeah. and I think because some of it, because... I am with Mario, I do understand, like, surface level understand, but, he, I mean, there's just a lot of things that are going to be a joke to people, and it was meant to be funny yeah. in the movie, but the underlying... Yeah, there was something serious yeah. under, under that. Yeah, but the, isn't that part of our problem anymore, is that people love to be too critical about something and not look at the overall good of everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the problem with our social media. That's a great cool. issue with me because get over yourself. It was one, I really have to admit, I have seen every single Marvel movie. I've seen every single... I didn't know Mario was into it. <laughs> <laughs> he is, of course, uh, joking out there. I can tell you that I was into it before I met him. It just is nice to have somebody that we can enjoy it together. But it probably was one, if not my most favorite, uh, Marvel movie. It was really good. They did a really great job with the story. Yeah, the story was incredible. You, you know, you learned... Yeah, I... What I think people wanted to see was this kind of just revolutionary movie and and forgot that it's a comic book movie that fits into a much larger, you know... Uh, Genre, yeah, right. Because, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is moving towards something. With now 10 years' worth of movies, it's all been moving towards something. And all these movies tell a story that needs to be told to further this overall story arc. And it's just, you know, like I say, I think people went in looking to see one thing and when they didn't see that thing... Well, and there were there were two guys, Mario said that when we were leaving, they were like, told you it was going to suck. And it well, was two, two African-American men. Well, so, and it was just like... What, what were they looking what, for? What movie were you coming to see? Were they looking for radicalism? I, I think that's exactly what they were looking for. You know, that that's my opinion. They were looking for radicalism. Yeah, I think and, 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 a lot of people were looking for... And, and radicalism just going to divide us. We're supposed, well, but, but, we're supposed to have something that brings us together in a movie, again, like a Marvel movie. You're not... You don't know Marvel if you were expecting that because that's not how they do things. They do exactly what they did. There are political undertones, but it's not slapping you in the face it, the entire movie. Nor should it. Yeah. And so I mean, you it, it hear was, it and you absorb it, but you you don't feel 
And if it's um, for you, you know that they said it. Well, and even in the revolutionary part of it, you could see that that there's a piece of, without spoiling it for anyone who hasn't watched it and plans on watching it, there's there's undertones of even that, but saying that's not the way to that's go. That's not necessarily the answer, right? Yeah. So, you know, a, a movie has to appeal to all people. Yeah. You know, they all that old old white beard man like me come in, and I'll be I ought to be able to enjoy it too. You I, know? I, I well, absolutely. And, then, and that and that's the thing that yeah, they and, created. And, and I think that you would. I think they created a movie that a a now here's 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 why I love the movie. It's a very black movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like only black people should be watching this. It feels universal in its themes and tones. Oh, well, that's but like, it's a very black movie. I mean, it's you've got two white characters in the whole movie. Right. I mean, well, and I you mean, really don't notice all these. Yeah, other well, well that's like saying that I shouldn't I shouldn't like hip hop or I shouldn't like R and B because I'm white. Are you serious? But there's a lot you of know? people. You know why you like R and B. Oh I love R and B baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> the ladies like R and B. But it's a but it's a but it's a similar comparison, it really is, yeah, you know. Yeah, true, you, fair, true, you can't fair. lock you can't lock yourself into certain things. Because if you do, then you become narrow-minded, and narrow-minded is, is ignorance. Yeah. All right. So. But, but there are movies that we've gone to see that I thought I thought certain parts were funny, but I didn't feel like I should think they were funny. But so, have you guys watched Longmire? Uh, like the TV show? Yeah, Longmire. No. I think I watched one episode of, it, but I don't. But I, I didn't even know it was. A but thing it's it's it it's yeah it, it's it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But it's based in it Wyoming. It's a sheriff, and they're dealing with the Native Americans. It's it's really a great series. I mean, there's, no, there's not a lot of black people in it. Yeah. But I bet you you could watch it and say, Oh yeah, that's a pretty cool show. Well, and see, and I guess that's my that's really my point. Like there's there are a thousand shows and movies that I've seen over the years that have had you know nary a black person in them. And I enjoyed them just fine. Right. You know, because it, it was a good movie. It shouldn't matter because <laughs> it's good. Like, if... if that's that's the you point don't I was like trying Greece. to make. Uh, well, <laughs> I bag on Greece because there's not no black fan. people that went to Rydell House. Uh, not, not but fan. There is that doesn't mean one. I still have not seen that guy. Yes, you did. I, I showed you at the him. end of the movie. I've not seen him. Say so he was an extra. You say he was there. He was. I don't remember that guy at all. <laughs> Given, given that, uh, I probably could sing every single song in the freaking Grease <laughs> movie because I've seen it a thousand times. And I enjoy just going to note that it hasn't been since we were together. No, no, I, no, no, no. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm gonna put somebody on blast. Uh, my my cousin Cicely, uh, hey, how you doing out there, cuz? Uh, she used to have a little record player in her room, and I think the only record she had was the Grease soundtrack. <laughs> oh, my God. Over, 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 over That's painful. That's painful. <laughs> that is painful. Well, uh, what would be scary is that did she try to dress like Olivia Newton-John? Um, she may have at one point, but that, 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 that I would, don't remember. That, 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 that would be a little scary, honey. I don't remember. I, don't remember. I, don't remember. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Maintain the sisterhood, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we, have, uh, we have digressed. So, uh, as usual. Yeah, as usual. So, 
game changers. Let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back on. I'd like to bring one up. Yeah, please. You know, let's look at Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Because Malcolm X gets some bad press. Right. Malcolm X started off pretty radical, mm-hmm. but he definitely moderated himself. And let's not forget what, you know, one of his, and I can't give the quote off my hand, but if you have poor people going to poor schools with poor teachers and they can't get an education, then that's a failure. Yeah. You know, and he had, he, he really started doing a lot of good things. And at the same time, you have Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, also yeah. one of my personal heroes, and, and, and Mario Mario knows he's one of mine too. I yeah. have a lot of respect for, for Muhammad too. because you know they both were Muslim men that showed that hey, you know we have good views on things. We understand, even though we're Muslim men, we know how to bring people up, <clears throat> and we are about our communities, and we are about making our communities better. Mm-hmm. And you know that can't be denied. Oh, absolutely. They were huge game changers, and they did it pretty well in a peaceful way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I think you're right. I think because uh, Malcolm X existed in the same time period as Martin Luther King, he doesn't get the credit for... For the for the way that he changed the game. Well, I think he started off very radical. Well, and he did. And he, and did. he did. And, and I mean, that, but you got to remember too, like he, you know, he was from, uh, you know, a dirt poor family, that literally he had never had a white person be even kind to him in any way. Uh, you know, he winds up going to he winds up going to prison, and uh, and in prison, you know, he finds religion, but. You know, as most people who find religion in prison, it was, you know, kind of a radicalized version of religion. And as he grew, you know, uh, and took his pilgrimage to Mecca, you know, he realized that, wait a minute, you know, I was doing my seven circuits around and, and, and I was looking around and almost nobody looked just like me. There were blonde-haired, blue-eyed, you know, Muslims, and, and, and we prayed and ate together like brothers, and maybe I have been thinking about this wrong. And, and, and the fact that he was able to do that mental evolution and, and try to bring that, you know, back to America, to the people, I mean, that's... That made him a greater man. Yeah, a much greater man, and, 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 and a great, true great game-changer. Well, it, it helped create men, great men. I mean, Absolutely. even after the fact, I mean, to get to a point where now, okay, you're, you're educating yourself, you're reading, you're finding more about, you know, your, your personal heritage and, and, exactly. and your ancestry to, I mean, that's one thing I will say about, you know, not so much the radicalized Muslim community, but, you know, the nation from what I see mm-hmm. and the conversations I've had with Muslim men, they're all about making sure they're distinguished and they're, they're, they're not out there, you know, making fools of themselves. They stand up for what they believe in and they do it in a very sophisticated manner. Or a positive you know, matter. Yeah, and, and they're all about the communities and taking care of their families, you know. And that's one thing I respect totally about them, especially mm-hmm. how they how they show their men. Like their men always have to. You don't walk outside looking any kind of way. You right. you, you show yourself very respectful. You speak respectfully. You well, read. You speak Adrian and I are both Christian men, and as yeah. Christian men, we appreciate people who teach that value. Absolutely. You know, because that's our that's our same value. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't matter which side of the religion you're on. It's it's that value that's important. Absolutely. You agree with that? Absolutely. Any uh, any other coming 
directly to mind anyway? Anybody else at the table? You can jump in. Feel free. Well, I, I, all I got to say is that I really relate to the the older, the Dr. Kings, the Malcolm X, the Muhammad Ali's, because that was my time. Yeah, no. And, and I saw that the absolute change that they brought along that brought us forward in many ways. Yeah, we still have a lot of problems. And I always would encourage people out in podcast land, and I have during Dr. King's birthday and different things. Oh, yeah. Go read about these people. Oh, absolutely. They did absolutely wonderful yeah, things. Amazing. Understand their values and what they brought forward to their communities mm -hmm. and, and what they brought forward to the world. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and understand their profound meanings, and, and, and you, will, you will gain great insight, and it might change your life a little bit. Yeah. You know... You, you're absolutely right. Let me, let me put a punctuation on, on what you just said. Uh, I was thinking earlier today about, uh, in particularly, uh, music and in particularly hip-hop. And I was thinking about uh, the biggest game changer that uh, I, can, uh, I can shout out uh, is probably the godfather of what we call hip-hop today because before him there was no such thing there was no genre you know uh, you know and I think about moving forward from that you know I think about every single time like the the sound or the tone of the genre has changed and so you know you know you've got the you know the Public Enemies and how they ushered in a completely new sound and and a, and a completely new thought into the genre and uh, moving forward again to uh, to a Dr. Dre who you know really changed this you know sonically changed the sound of 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 hip hop and you know you know even to you know like a Puff who changed the sound you know hip hop and you're moving even forward to some somebody more modern of you know Kanye and after that even a Drake who they've made these quantum leaps forward sonically in the genre that you know you know I think about I was thinking that you know we can historically talk about game changers but there's always game changing things happening and I was thinking about it in the, in the frame of hip hop but really if you think about it in any uh you know, any facet of life, you know, that that's always happening, you know. I was thinking about, you know, the first, uh, uh, first, was it first, it was the first black female or the first, first black, period, astronaut, you know, being the, being the woman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was thinking of, you know, I was just thinking there's been so many game-changing things, you know, uh, you know, here recently, you know, Ava DuVernay being the first black female to get, to, to direct a movie with a hundred million dollar budget, you know, because she's doing A Wrinkle in Time, you know, now, and, uh, you know, she, she, Brian Coogler, who, who directed Black Panther, I mean, he's 33, Young. I want to say, Young. And, and, yeah. and he's, you know, doing, you know, these level, you know, and literally three movies in, because he did Fruitvale Station, yep. then he did Creed, yep. and now he's doing, you know, this kind of a blockbuster. And, and like Getting ready to do Creed 2. Yeah, getting ready to do Creed 2. Yeah, I'm like, which, which 
I, me personally, as a fan of the Rocky series, speaking about uh, speaking about game changers, he's uh, not African American, but, but uh, Sylvester Stallone as a director and as a writer, director, and actor in his own produced series of films. Uh, that's game changing, which of course leads you forward to uh, like the Fast and the Furious movies, where you know uh, Vin Diesel is you know is uh, is producing this whole series of films that you know have led one character through this story arc, and you know and I'm like this is all serious game changing stuff, and and I think people. don't necessarily because it's happening in real time I think people don't see it as oh wow this is something brand new this is this is really a game changer and uh, and so yeah I, I just got to thinking about thinking about that earlier today and you know I was wondering is in any other you know kind of walks of life facets of life or is there anybody that people are, can think of that are more kind of modern game. I, I, I want to stick along with some music here. Yeah. Because yeah. you kind of, I mean, even white people that dance badly can move to JB. Oh, uh, my wife, game My game. wife laughs at me when JB comes on the radio because I'm moving him a seat. Complete game changer. But you not, got... Not just in sound, but this, in, this, in the business of this think about This, think about this. This this is something that's really interesting when you think about the 60s. I was Isley Brothers. Oh, man. And, and who played with the Isley Brothers early on? Jimi Hendrix. Yes, yeah. So the Isley Brothers taught Jimmy a lot about playing guitar because yeah. they were, you know, yeah. that's, that sound was unique to it that we'd never heard before because yeah. it was this fusion blend. Wait, wait, hold on one second. Dave. Once again, uh, if you're hearing out there in podcast land all of the groups that Dave is talking about, uh, these are kind of the kinds of groups that um, you can go and park with a female and get very close and intimate. <laughs> I just want I just want you to hear the stuff that he's saying because I'm catching that uh, he was doing a lot of parking back in the day. I, I, I was. <laughs> I, I will I, I will admit I was. <laughs> I was and I did, but. <laughs> but, but overall, you know, it's just the the influence the Isley Brothers had on Jimi Hendrix and what he turned into. Absolutely, was was this you know Absolutely. phenomenal different sound that nobody yeah. ever heard. Yeah. I mean, and to this day, you those know, those are game changing people oh, yeah. too. And to this day, you know, that's one of the things that uh, uh, you know guitar players you know try to do is they try to learn all of the you know the Jimi Hendrix riffs so they can you know get better at playing and. It just, yeah, complete game changers. So uh, on music, I got out uh, the record player earlier this week and had my dad bre- my dad's records, and I found uh, the Temptations in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, threw that on there. That yeah. was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot, brother. Now, <laughs> I'm at, now, I will say I'm actually kind of surprised at Brain Mass that he did not bring up uh, a particular set of game changers because... Uh, I know he uh, really liked this particular movie, um, and I'm talking about the women uh, in Hidden Figures. Oh uh, yeah! If you can't imagine, uh, with a name like Brain Mass, um, he's, <laughs> he's kind of smart, uh, and uh, he's really into numbers. 
So algorithms uh, and all that. Yeah, stuff. So well, he has a math degree. So if you can <laughs> imagine uh, being able to take uh, a uh, take a young man to a movie that uh, you know is into math and watch him geek out. He did hard <laughs> over a math movie. Uh, it was actually kind of beautiful. To he see. may have found that erotic, <laughs> <laughs> quite was, possibly. I mean, because they were like, they were like, you know, like such a such a, such a theorem, and he was like, I know that theorem. <laughs> 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 uh, like, like, this is the best. I'm so glad we decided to bring him. This is the best thing ever. Uh, uh, man. I'm so. pretty sure by the end I was like, did you guys hear it? Yeah, we heard it. We heard it. <laughs> I'd right. go off at somebody not as famous, but you hear you hear about him and not even in, in, in rap music. Uh, there's a guy named Tristan Walker. Mm. And Tristan Walker, he, he owns um, the Bevel uh, oh, yeah. Shaving Bevel Shaving Company, yeah. Company. And he was offered hundreds of millions of dollars from Gillette. To sell, it's strictly for African American men, and I think now he's come up with a trimmer. And yeah. You hear Nas talk about, you know, the best blade out there is the bevel blade. He said it in a rap song, mm-hmm. which Nas put his trimmers and his his uh, shaving uh, kits completely on the map. Oh yeah. So, and, and I would say probably another game changer that's quite unique now that's is starting to surprise people. LeBron James. He's speaking out. Who? Uh, LeBron James. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's speaking on behalf of. You know, urban culture, and you know, a lot of people don't know how much LeBron gives back to communities. Oh, I mean, I think he sent all his homeboys to college so they can run his mm. his, his businesses on his own. And, and, and isn't that what's important for, especially black athletes that are really looked upon? If they can turn around and give some of their fortune into helping their own kind achieve success, doesn't that just you know that goes back to Muhammad? Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's kind of following in those footsteps because he gave back well, you know, a tremendous whole, amount. And I think LeBron, I think you're right. I, I think even Kobe Bryant has the ability to do that. You know, you look at. I don't know if Kobe is quote unquote as conscious about it. I, I, I don't know. I could be. Yeah, right. I, I, I haven't heard you know a, a lot about his his charitable givings or and, not. And even Jordan, it, he's a oh, yeah. billionaire status selling sneakers, oh, yeah. repeating sneakers for the for the past oh, yeah. few decades. Exactly. And, I watched uh, an interview this morning of LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it a couple of different times shared, so I don't know if this was like last night or something, but um, he was he was responding uh, to a question that was, "Hey, you, you know, so and so from a news network said you should." Fox no. News. Yeah, said said you should shut up and just be dribbling, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And his response was, you know, he said, you know, I, my kids are here. They're looking up to me. They're looking at me as a role model, and you know, this is my platform to, to give the right message. So no, I'm not gonna just shut up. I'm gonna use it, and you know, I really like like what he said that you know. He's he's there. He's gonna use what he has. He's gonna use it in a smart way, and he's gonna get the right message out. And but I thought it was it was really cool. He's not going to conform. He's he's going to be his own man. Executive producer on TV shows, yeah. movies. Like I mean, I, I get it. It's like much bigger than yeah. that. But it was very cool that uh, I don't know. I just I I really liked that this morning when I 
I saw that, so. Well, yeah, I think now, currently, you know, there's a lot of be seen and not heard in certain areas. And, you know, if you play basketball or, or even with the Kaepernick situation, you should, you get paid millions of dollars to be an entertainer for, for people on, you know, on, on this one particular level. Right, and you shouldn't step outside that box, but to know you have that kind of influence is, that's, is very that's, important. That's, that's bullshit when people say that, you know? You know it really you, is. It's bullshit. I think the you thing you have a right to stand on your own as a man. Well, I think the thing that's kind your of beliefs. A, and they of, have people, even if you don't agree with them, you got to respect it. It doesn't matter what profession you're in. Shouldn't it? Everybody has a right to voice their opinion. Uh, I mean, and he's I mean, definitely he said, from. I'm more than just a basketball. Yeah, player. I mean, he is from a long lineage of uh, black athletes who, you know, spoke out against injustices, you know, during their time, you know, and 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 all of these, you know, back, you know, from the from the Jim Browns and well, you the know, Mexico City Olympics. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that was well, that was a huge huge oh, statement yeah, that those two absolutely. made. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wearing the black gloves and raising their fist. Absolutely. Man, that you want that was really the first time that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was impactful. And, and one time speaking of game changers, you know, I mean, it, it, at a certain point, well, I, I think that is my point. When you step out there and do what needs to be done, sometimes even at the cost of, uh, you know, money or popularity or whatever the currency is at, that, you know, is being traded against you. Um, but you affect things for, for, from then forward, you know, you're a game changer and you should be, you know, heralded as such. And with that, because uh, we can go on and on and on, I think, um, uh, I think I'm going to pause right here um, and with that we'll be right back hey you having a good time let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers first www.americathemixtape.com a cipher on American politics society and culture and where'd I get that mixtape of course www.cornerbodega.us purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. Okay, so we are back, and before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about today's sugar, honey, iced tea. And for those of you that don't know, these are the things that I, or a member of the group, uh, have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. And if you haven't guessed, actually, today's show is about game changers and uh, the thing that is the shit, is game changers. Uh, the ones that are willing to do the new in order for it to be better for us all. Um, before I elaborate on the Sugar Honey Ice Tea, I actually did forget something from the Sugar Honey Ice Tea section. Um, any of you out there who are hip-hop fans will probably know this line. Uh, Peace to Ron G, Brucey B, Kid Capri, Fuck Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski. Um, and Love Bug, Star Ski passed away um, at uh, 57. Um, uh, of course, that was from uh, legendary B.I.G. song. Um, 
And uh, so we want to send some love and condolences out to uh, Lovebug Starsky's family. Um, and definitely um, a game changer and will be forever immortalized in, uh, in a serious hip-hop classic, Notorious B.I.G.'s Juicy. Um, and uh, with that, um, games are being changed every day. So, let's not forget those in the past who have been game changers. And let's make room for the new game changers because games are being changed every day. If we do that, if we are open to the richness and the fullness of our history and tout the accomplishments of people that have, that have happened and as they happen, I think we will never forget the rich tapestry that is, you know, the African-American community. And uh, in this uh, Black History Month, you know, we want to say uh, that, you know, we love and we honor all of the game changes. And, and their place in America. Exactly. They are definitely a part of the rich culture of what we are as Americans. And with that, I'm going to end this, to end this show in the way I end all the shows, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.